Belt, it's Katrina. And Marlinda. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking when was the last time you cried? Okay, let's start the show. Hey. 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 A little better today. Hey, what up? No, I was okay. I was watching a live though. I was watching a live, and the girl had like a, a soundboard, you know. And so every time someone would say something, she was hilarious. You could tell she came from radio. Mm. And, and so in the mid, in the middle of something, anything, even if it was dry, it'd be like, bow, 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 which I've been. With people and it's, it, I'm sorry, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. I've been on a trip with a group of friends and something happens in the room and my friend just kept doing duh, 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 like, and it just goes, it just goes. <laughs> we need to get a soundboard for you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, no, actually, I don't know how I feel about that, honestly, for podcasting. Like I listen to I a lot of podcasts. It would be a lot, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's nice when you have an engineer in the room and they, and you know, it's the whole, like they're, they can plug it, they in, can yeah. plug it in. Or if you're watching it on YouTube, you see the thing come up. Like I like that for the visual, but in terms of like me just walking down the street with my AirPods in listening, uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't really vibe with that mm. because then I would be listening to the radio. Right. Maybe that works for some people, though. Yeah. I mean, it worked for Jesus and Mero. I mean, that's basically their whole premise for their Bodega Boys podcast. I mean, right. every, every time you turn around, they had some sound effect or something. And it, it works as long as it's not, I think, overdone. Right. But in that particular live, it for was your funny. Intro. <laughs> exactly. So I can jazz up the intro. Yeah. Like, she's a ride. Bah, 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 bah. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> A mess. I know. Anyways, what is your baggage today, Marlena? Um, I've probably said it a lot here. Maybe, maybe I have, or maybe I did in my head and thought that I said it on, on here. To be honest, you know, you forget what you said because <laughs> it's a lot. It's a but lot. I don't, I don't feel old. I really don't in my body. I don't feel old. I feel I am my, you know, I am 34. I feel 34. Actually, I don't even know what that means. I just, right. I just what feel does like, that even mean? Meaning I don't feel it at all. Like I don't feel, but is when you're in a conversation with someone younger than you, and they don't, babies. Yeah, maybe I, I don't really know, but, and they don't know some things. Like things that you you find that is just simple, like knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. It's an always interesting conversation. I won't go into what, what specifically, <laughs> but I just remember just looking like, man, am I old? Like I had that thought in my mind yeah. when it was said. And sometimes I feel like a lot of people talk in hashtags. Mm. Like they, they talk in code. It seems like there's a code, like it's something with social media mixed right. with hashtags Absolutely. mixed with whatnot. And I, I feel like I'm on there. I'm on there. Not, a, not a heavy, heavy. Like I get on there. We're of a I, different generation. Exactly. I get on there for, for a purpose. I'll, yeah, I'll go, I'll scroll. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll have my scrolling moments just like anyone else. But as soon as I see something that I like or something like that, I repost it and then I'm out. Like, I don't really, you know, so a lot of the trendiness of certain things, I don't know. Yeah. And then I go, damn, does that mean I'm old? I don't know. But um, I guess if I am, I I, I guess that's the baggage. If I am, then fuck that. I ain't. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it's not even a baggage. I'll I'll take that bag out any day. You know what I mean? I'll take the trash out any day. I feel like that's trash. Like, I, you know, I feel uh, I'm in the, you know, throes of of womanhood. 
Right. Uh, but it's very much the beginning. Like, right. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. think we're at that old age yet. However, I do understand how talking to people younger can make you feel old. Because the people born like after 2000, they be saying stuff. And I'm like, wow, hmm, y'all don't, there's a lot of things that y'all don't know or don't understand or never experienced that were fully in our experience. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we were, we we're kind of that, that middle generation where we were at the beginning of the internet <laughs> and also right. at the end of everything before that. So we kind of have like a very mixed experience and the people that came after us don't have that experience mm-hmm. and they just, their life is really just internet. Like they, they don't know anything beyond that technology um, and not just the internet, other technology too, but it's a different world. It is a different world. And um you know, based off of said experience, I started a TikTok, you know, because I felt like maybe I was being a boomer. I don't know. I mean, I'm not that fucking old, but like the way that the way it was it was said to me, not in a mean way or anything like that, but it was just conveyed with such conviction. Yeah. Uh so, oh yeah, shout out to us, you know, uh, Excess Baggage. We got a, uh, we have a TikTok, Excess Baggage Podcast. It's not Excess Baggage Pod because I wanted it to be known that it's a podcast. Not that pod doesn't represent that, but it just, we're, I don't know nothing about this platform. I don't know what you're supposed to do. So hilarious. There's an Excess Baggage Podcast. And this is the origin story. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it started from baggage. So, Marlena felt old. You're welcome. So she started a TikTok. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I shout out it. to her because, uh, you know, she made me. She, she moved me forward, you know, and I'm okay with that. It's just. <laughs> I, wow. yeah, I just don't. Uh, and then, like I told you off the air, like, I just don't want to get addicted to TikTok. That's the only thing is there's so much. It is high concentration, high content, content, you know, and it's moving, man. It's moving. Yo, that one video, I, I posted one video for us. That one video is old news now, you know, right. it's just old news now. They've moved on. So, right. um, yeah. So excess baggage podcast, find us on TikTok. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Katrina, what's your baggage? Oh gosh, that's comedy. Oh um actually in a very similar vein, I was gonna say I don't feel old. I don't think this is because I'm old, but I am at a point or a phase in my life where like I joked about this to somebody the other day and I I really meant it, but I said it as a joke. I need to add everything to the calendar, like to the point where like, I'm going to start sending my friends calendar invites for brunch. (laughs) Like everything needs to go in the calendar because if you think that I am going to remember any of this, you're wrong. You're sadly mistaken. Everything needs to go on the calendar. Legitimately. And I used to be the planner girl. Like I used to always have a planner. I still have a planner, but I've integrated more into virtual calendars because my business has gone virtual. And at this point, I'm like, I plug everything into that calendar and I'm going to start sending y'all invites. (laughs) When I first said it, I was like, does that make me old? And I was like, no, I don't feel old. I just feel very organized. I think this is a reasonable thing to do to have everything in a calendar so you know what's happening when and where and how. It's not how I usually used to run my life necessarily, but that's where I'm at. It's just getting us ready for babies. I mean, to be honest, that's what these whole calendars, every time I think about how much things are tracked with, oh, okay, I got a meeting at this time. I got a meeting at this time. I got an appointment here. I got this. I would just keep thinking like, this is going to be my life. I'm going to have a child and I'm going to have a calendar, you know, on the fridge, you know, just as, (laughs) as a, you know, just as, which it wouldn't even make sense to put it on the fridge. I guess you can print. That's like old school. I guess everybody would have a phone in the family, right? So just sync it up. 
everybody, yeah, everyone except everyone except for my child. So they will be going to that fridge. Right. Eat you a carrot and look at what you what's done. What's due this week. Hilarious. You know, so there's going to be calendars. That's what I feel like. I feel like, honestly, I feel like that's what having a being a business owner has like pushed me into that. I don't feel like I could have managed in the last, uh, I guess I'm at about, I, I think I'm at about the four year mark of being a business owner. I don't think I could have managed these four years without being really adamant about my calendar. And I, for whatever reason, even though I had a lot of stuff going on at my jobs and wasn't always in the office and had to be at a million different sites, for whatever reason, being a business owner, a calendar became way more important. Um, and so now I feel like I feel that same way in my social life. Like y'all need to be added to the calendar. <laughs> like I'm gonna just start sending invites to everybody because otherwise I don't even know what day it is half the time. I felt so bad the other day because I forgot one of my best friend's birthdays. And it wasn't because he's one of my best friends from high school. <clears throat> we still talk all the time. And he's in the he's in the army. Shout out to him. And I felt so bad. And it's not because his, I think his, I'm pretty sure his his birthday is on my calendar. <laughs> and I don't think I looked at it that yeah. day because I was so exhausted from a project I had just worked uh wrapped up and so I kind of just decompressed the whole day like I only looked at my phone for immediate I, you know I'm sure I looked to see if there was anything on there in terms of um like my business calendar to see if yeah. anything was on there in terms of meetings but I never really even looked at my gmail so I totally just spazzed and I felt so bad and, and, and you know it's it's funny because I said it to myself. Like I looked at the phone and it said 725. I go, somebody's birthday is today. And I'm just don't know. <laughs> I don't know who it is. And then I just went back to like, not even not know who it was, but I just like, I know but I'm, I, I'm missing something. Yeah. And it wasn't until the next morning when I woke up, I go, oh my God. Like, you know, I did it just like, it just clicked. Cause I was just so tired. I just was tired, man. You know, that's yeah, maybe it's maybe that's partly it. I just be tired. I don't know. All I know is you want it me to go somewhere added to the calendar. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's the only way that is going to make sure that I intend I'm tend to go. And if I need to cancel, I had the time to tell you I'm going to cancel. Um, and at this point, y'all just start accepting invites for me. <laughs> <laughs> you get an invite from Katrina. <laughs> it's not business. It's personal, but you know, just accept it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> so today's episode. <laughs> right. How do we segue? <laughs> How do you segue into this? Today's episode, when is the last time you cried? Um today. You and me both. I cried today, but I cried. <clears throat> it was like a weird, I don't even know where it came from. And those are the ones that are the trickiest. Yeah. You can always tell if you are, you know, feeling a certain certain way, something, there's drama going on, something's going on, right? But when when it's just out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> like I was just showering and I thought about something or something like that. And then I just kind of tried to turn the cry into a positive one mm. because it started off that it it seemed like um I don't know it just seemed like I was going down one way and I just quickly just changed it you know I just changed right. just like you know to like kind of get me out of it quicker than for me to wallow in whatever it is that I you know I was thinking about I was thinking about my my family honestly I was thinking about things that I want to do and you know wanting to do s- certain things so badly and you know, it taking the time that it's going to take. Right. And no, and I don't know what that timeline is going to be. Of course I can set goals. Of course I can put the work in, but I don't know. I, there's no rush on it. You know, it's not like I can say, I need this by this date. And this is, right. you know, certain, you know, certain things are going to, 
you know, transpired. They're just, they just are. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to pretend like I know what's next. Sure. Um, because, you know, pre- trying to re- predict would be foolish, I think. Yeah. Because uh, there's been plenty of things that I, I've been shocked by that I didn't think would happen and they did. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I had to kind of just turn it. I had to turn that, turn it, turn it, turn that part of it off of the, the pressure of it into like, no, this is going to happen. Like you, you are do your heart is in the right place. Right. You know, and just knowing that and having faith and doing the work, like, I feel like something in those three things, it's just gonna, it, it, something will happen. Yeah. So this is really interesting because I had a very similar experience in the shower this morning where I like got in the shower, minding my business. And then all of a sudden I just had this like, I don't know, like wave of emotion come over me. And I was thinking about how a lot of the people in my life right now are in this place where they're moving to what we might consider like the next stage in their lives. And I don't feel ready for that. And I feel like part of that is because I chose to start a business instead of building a romantic relationship, starting a family, buying a house. Like I chose to take the savings that I had to spend my extracurricular time and energy on starting this business and growing this business before, you know, even before COVID and all of that, like that's what I chose to spend my time and energy and effort towards. And I feel like people in my life, so many people in my life, family members, friends, distant friends, people I went to school with, old coworkers, like everybody seems like they're in this stage of like moving to that next place of like, starting families, buying homes, like doing all this stuff, even my own siblings. And a lot of them are younger than I am. And so I started having this feeling of like, oh my gosh, like I should be ready for these things and I'm not ready. And almost kind of like, I don't think I was fully in regret, but in that, like, did I make the right decision? Did I make the right choice? Because these, if these are things that I want for myself, like, did I make the right choice by choosing to start my business instead? And now I, I feel behind, right? I'm so behind people who are behind me in age, quote unquote, right? And I had to like shift that. It took me a while. I cried in the shower for a little bit. I tried to get it together afterwards. And then I like sat down and journaled about it to really come to the other end of it. But I had to turn it around and really say like, okay, Katrina, yeah, you want to be in the place to be ready for these things, but look at what you have. Look at what you've grown. Look at what you've done. Look at where you are now compared to when you started this business and how this is growing and moving and the ways that this has shaped your life. Like my life is totally different as a business owner than it was when I was working for somebody else. And in very beautiful ways, in very hard ways as well, but in very beautiful ways. Um, But yeah, I had to turn that thought around and really like shift into, okay, but you can still have these things. They can become available to you. There's still time. There's no, there's no timeline for this. Like it's okay. Um, but yeah, that's wild. I had a very similar experience this morning. Yeah. I think I have that experience that you experienced in, this morning. I was thinking about uh my family per se this morning, but I think I have that experience a lot when it comes to being on social media. Hmm. Because and I've had to limit my time on there at times, not because that I'm not happy for others, but I wasn't sure if, you know, I, I've been really trying to focus and focus and get really clear on what I want. Yeah. And that has taken, that has taken a, a time, that has taken time uh, right. for me, you know, different relationships failing, um, you know, dealing with my own uh shit and <laughs> you know trying to maintain that and have a career and be a good friend and you know um all of the things a daughter you know and and a niece and and you know and trying to be 
good in all of these different directions, but also trying to prepare myself for when that time does come. And so I don't know, I find I would find myself crying while seeing these, you know, videos of people getting engaged and having babies and doing these different things. And then I would start questioning, like, what what is your reasoning for the cry? Are you mm. crying because it's not happening for you? Are you crying because it's love and you just love love? Are you crying because, you know, uh, you're triggered by, by, you know, past situations where you thought it was going to go in that direction and it did not? You know, there's so many reasons why people cry. And so I found myself being really critical to to myself, like instead of just recognizing this is an emotion and whatever it is, whatever it is, it is okay that you cried. Right. Right. And sometimes those tears can be happy tears. You're happy for people. Sometimes it's um, nostalgic tears because you're remembering something. Sometimes it's sad tears. Sometimes it's angry tears. I am. I used to be one for the angry tears. I would cry every time I was angry. (laughs) And so there are so many different reasons why we can cry. I think what's And of course, as a mental health professional, it's interesting to me the different thoughts or feelings that people have, the narratives that we carry around crying. And I feel like in our culture, it's a lot of like crying is weak or crying means that like something's wrong with you or like you're too weak to handle things or to handle life or to manage things. And I don't know, that's such a toxic way of looking at it. For sure. I. I, you know, I I always find it strange uh, because if you're in pain, whether that pain be physical, mental, or emotional, at some point you are going to have a breakthrough and you will cry. Sure. So why is it that we pin, like, is it okay to just like pin it up so, so tight? And I feel like with women, um, a lot of us are more emotional, you know, we, we act we have we have a lot of emotions. I mean, just by the, you know, the way our chemicals are balanced, like it just, you know, sometimes it just happens, right? It's just you can be emotional, but I feel like for a lot of men, you know, it just it, it's it, it's always funny to me that like the, I don't, I know a lot of them probably could answer this question, but we I would be really shocked by the answer mm. because it's like oh I ain't, I haven't cried since you know. 19 or you know 2007 when the stuff you know when the lakers won or you know whatever (laughs) whatever that is you know that made them or you know a parent passed away or you know something something some type of transition i feel like it's just it's natural and i feel like we've made it so unnatural that it's 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 just a shame man i think it's i don't know it's an emotion. Like I said, it's an emotion. And, and it's when you it see someone, way. if you see someone cry on command, that's something totally different. But just right. to have a reaction, like your your senses, your sensations, like everything just it just reacted in that way. Right. What is it that that's na- that is the most natural right. thing? It, well, it should be. It is, it is simply water releasing from your body. Right. Like just like sweating. Just like saliva, <laughs> like just like uh, your sexual fluids, like it is just things releasing from your body. Like, Are you saying that we're all water, Katrina? <laughs> yes. Oh, what really? It is another way that we release and emotions are just another level, another type of energy. And we release that in different ways, just like there's sexual energy. And then there's your like hungry energy. And like, there's so many different kinds of energy and it creates something in your body, in your being that has to release out of your body. And that's all it is. It's just water releasing from your body. And it happens when we become overwhelmed. It happens when there's just something that's, you know, taking place that brings something up in us, good, bad, or indifferent, but it's something, right? It creates a reaction in us. I 
was definitely one of those people that for a long time, I did not cry. I just didn't cry. I was not a crier. Even as a woman, like it wasn't until the last few years that I became more of a crier. And I think some of that has to do with hormonal shifts. But I think some of that also has to do with um, I went through my first, no, all three of my Reiki trainings. I did three Reiki trainings, three levels and one type of Reiki and then two levels in the other that were at the same time. And after each training, I cried endlessly for like 30 days. Oh, hell no. Nah. Like the amount of Look, I said it was natural, but I'm not crying for no 30 days. But maybe you needed that since you don't ever cry. I clearly did. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't need nothing. Girl, I would, if I had 30 days of crying, do you see these bags under my, y'all can't see, but if you see these bags, I would be looking toe up. And we can, as light, light, bright as we are, like that is the most I don't know how I've functioned because as a whole ass therapist also, like I cried at commercials. I cried when somebody said something really nice to me. I like, (laughs) I cried at everything. It wasn't even just because I was sad. It was just like everything made me cry. I don't know how I handled sessions during those times, but I cried in like every day, at least once a day for 30 days after each of those trainings. And it was really, it was like really intense, but the amount of energy that moved in my body and released and needed to like, you know, move out of my body, it was like, intense because I had like two days or three days or four days or one of them was even a couple months worth of energy moving and that was the way that my body released it and I was like wow this is different and since those trainings I am much more of a crier I don't cry at commercials as often (laughs) I still do a little bit but not as often but that's when I became more of a crier but it was all because I had moved and loosened up some energy and like cleared space in my 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 aura my I don't know my energy field all I used to find it interesting when I would see like infomercials and they'd be talking about put these drops in so you can cry and I (laughs) and I used to say wait 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 back up they want you to put the like what is this that's gonna make you cry like that's gonna produce help produce tears like I, I saw something like that unless I was crazy but this was back in the day so maybe it got discontinued but so. this was on an infomercial and I go wait 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 there's people that just don't cry and I see for me I'm not a crier I would say oh let me take that back I cry but it's at the most strangest things it has always been at the most strangest things like it it would you know you would think okay yeah relationship stuff yeah sure but I cry about all kinds of stuff I'll be watching something and like a movie or television I love like a good good drama and I love good writing and so when some actors acting their ass off and you actually believe them like you believe they took the person and they murdered this person and then this person is like how can you do like it is so that dramatized like man that (laughs) that that is and i go why am i crying over this right i'm crying (laughs) over this it would happen and i think it's because for a long time i remember i had this teacher when i was younger uh, I want to say middle school. And she said, uh, we would have conversations after class a lot, like just talking and, you know, about life and what we were going, you know, what, what I'm going through and, you know, what she's going through and stuff like that. And she, I remember she wrote me a letter and in the letter, she said something like, you are a, a tough girl with a soft exterior. Mm. And I never forgot that because I'm like, that's kind of true because you dealing with me and being around me and stuff like that, unless you're like, know me, know me, like you would not know you. I probably would never give off the vibe that I would be someone that that would cry. Sure. You know, Um, but yeah, man, I do. (laughs) Be out here crying. I do. I do. (laughs) I do. But, you know, it's all good. Sometimes you just got to 
let it out. It is draining though. I will tell you, it's very draining. And it, and you know, the next, I feel like the next, you have like, you have to recover. I feel like there's yeah. always a recovery after you cry. Uh, especially if it was about something intense. I was about to say, I think it depends on what I'm crying about. When I did that 30 days of crying after my Reiki sessions, it wasn't draining. Like I was fine. I would just be moving through the world like everything was fine and I would be crying like full tears, full like, like full on like crying, but I was fine. I was moving through and that's how I knew it was just energy moving through my body. And sometimes it would be tapped in by or I would feel it because of something that was initiated in my environment. But sometimes I cry because, you know, I, I cry over the things that I never thought I would cry over. I cry over seeing, hearing, or feeling things that are very loving. So I cried at a wedding recently and I was like, oh, I had full tears at a wedding. That's cute. I never thought I'd be that person. <laughs> One of my grandmothers is a happy crier. Anytime something really good happens, I remember giving her presents on her birthday and stuff like that. And she would cry. And I always thought that was really strange. I'm becoming my grandmother. Why do you think that's strange? As a kid, I was like, why is grandma crying? Like, oh, she got, like, okay. The present, okay. Like, oh, as happening? a kid. I didn't okay. understand it. I thought you meant now. I, th- I was going to oh, say, no. what do you mean? She's touched. That's what so, it is. As a kid, I didn't get that. It, I you know, have been taught that crying is what you do when you're having a hard time. Oh, yeah. She's getting birthday presents and she's crying. And I'm like, does she not like it? Like, right, wrong? right. And now I'm, I'm becoming her. Like I'm crying at beautiful things and things that make me feel good and loved. Um, but those things don't, don't, I don't feel like I need to rejuvenate myself afterwards. It's the sad or the angry cries that make me feel that way. So I think I've, it really depends on what you're crying over. True. And I was just thinking, I've never cried over hunger. No, I feel like I think earlier when you were saying about it's an emotion, da, 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 just like hunger, just like this. Like, and I was thinking like, I never cried because I was so hungry that, you know, thank God I've never had well, to maybe experience that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just a community. You just kind of communicate to let somebody know, right? And the only thing, way you know how to do that is by crying. You know someone will come. And is I, that why we cry, though? <laughs> I'm talking about as a baby, right? I know, but is that why we cry as babies? Or is that our response to being hungry? I don't now, know. Now my brain is going in a I go, wait a minute. Maybe, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Is it could be a manipulative, a manipulative thing. You're like, yeah, I know if I start crying. <laughs> I just why, did you, why did you just turn just us saying. all into manipulative people as children? <laughs> yeah, I know if I start, if I start crying, I know that whole gonna come over here with some food. <laughs> Goodness. She goes, she gonna feed me. No, I'm why why is it a hood baby? Like why is I don't, it baby? I don't, I don't know. I don't why know. Why are you asking don't, me? This is your head. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why I went there. In your brain. It is. I don't know why I thought that, but I just thought of just some child just just thinking or you know but you're not thinking so maybe you're right it's i don't know i don't know i never thought about it before now but i guess we have cried over hunger before just not since we can remember yeah i don't remember i really wish there was a way you could go back and experience or yeah. just remember. Uh, like be able to remember mm. being very small, but our brains don't work like that. You don't remember. I can remember memories, of course, from when I was maybe, you know, two, three, but they're jogged by, by pictures or by yeah. stories or by whatever. But when do I really remember like being in my body and being like, this is me? I don't know. Yeah, me either. I have no idea when that awareness came. Yeah. And I wish I could go back. Maybe it was when our body started changing, really. And mm, puberty. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> crying. So do you have any particular things that you like to do, places that you like to go or... 
like rituals that you have around crying? No, girl. <laughs> She's no, like, no, it just no. comes. It, it just, just comes. I'll be in the shower, cry, boom. I'll be on a walk and I got, you know, and you got sunglasses on, something. I might think about something, cry. Uh, you know, I get into now. I'll I am the queen of crying in the bathroom. Mm. Uh, and then it's kind of like, okay, leave that there. And then once I like leave the bathroom, it's like, I left it there. Yeah. And now it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of like, you know, it's almost like a scene, baby. I wish, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not being filmed or anything like that, but you know, I, I'm definitely had a lot of mo- like, and maybe that's why in movies and stuff like that, it's believable because like, Yeah. I've definitely cried in the shower. Plenty of scenes of people crying. Girl, in the shower. I tell my clients to go to the bathroom all the time. You need a moment, go to the bathroom. Yeah. I feel like because the bathroom feels like a more private place, even if you're just in a stall, in a stall, not in like a private bathroom. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a more mm-hmm, private place mm-hmm. where for the most part, nobody's going to bother you in there. Obviously, if you have kids or if you've got that kind of relationship with your partner, <laughs> It might look a little different, but for the most part, you close that door to that bathroom, you in there and you good. And so I feel like that's a really private place, which is why it makes it easy. Yeah, I'll have moments of, you know, just listening to a song or something, jogs in memory, triggers something, brings something up that I wasn't even thinking about. And then it just it just happens. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if I have a favorite place to cry. I think it just it just happens. Definitely on the couch a lot. You know, like I said, watching film or something along those lines. Um, I haven't really cried a lot at work. Mm. Um, I think when I was going through a breakup. Yes. Sure. But that was a specific time. But just, you know, something happened or, you know, whatever. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Uh, I don't know. I kind of try to, if I did, I'd probably would have gone to my car or something. Like I would not mm-hmm. be in the building with that. Cause I don't want people up in my business. It's just nobody's right. Business. Right. Um, unless it's somebody at like, especially like, yeah, I would definitely say like during that, during the breakup, I definitely went to someone's office and cried, mm. you know, or found we have like bays, like, you know, empty bays and studio bays. And it's it's a soundproof room. I have definitely done that before during that time. But like I said, that was because of something specific. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no favorite place. <laughs> definitely not. I, I don't know if I have a favorite place. But I would definitely say that in the shower is probably the most frequent place for me. That's where I probably cry the most. And not that it's happening every time I take a shower or often when I take a shower, but more than likely if I'm going to cry, it's going to start in the shower for whatever reason. Or in the bath, because I, I like to take a bath and soak and like cry. Um, but I, I kind of like when I'm in that space where I can't, shift it or I don't I don't have the ability to shift it or I have time so I can really allow myself to cry for a while I like to like curl up in a ball wrap myself in a blanket and just like allow myself to cry Uh, I might turn on some like light music or something like that and just like let it happen and that just feels really soothing to me like to just curl up in a ball wrap myself in a blanket and just allow that to happen and sometimes I'll do that like you know okay I started crying in the shower let me go lay in the bed and just allow this to happen or let me go lay on the couch and just allow this to happen until I'm ready to like move or until I got to go do something else. But I think that would be like a ritual I have around it. When I have the ability to, I will allow myself that space to just curl up in a ball and cry. I also like to journal when I'm crying Mm. to to process whatever. Yeah, I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not there yet. I really am not. Uh, I did buy like a little book or whatever. It's not really journaling, but it's kind of just to get me in the routine of things. Yeah. You know, like today I did this, I ate this, I blah, blah, blah. Like, this is what I'm feeling grateful for. This is what blah, blah, blah. I've, I've been trying to like work in that 
mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I know I'm going to get annoyed by it, but it's it's me training myself, you know, to be better pretty yeah. much. So, but I was thinking, no, I, favorite place. Oh, I was thinking sometimes you you cry and then wait did I say this already but like do you cry and then you have to go to sleep like I have had to like I have cried so much at times where at like almost like a baby like Mm. to the point where you have to go to sleep I have definitely cried myself to sleep before like I've never cried I, myself to sleep though um so you know what I'm saying like I have cried you cried so crying. much that it wore you out that you had to go to sleep yeah I've cried myself to sleep it's been a really long time since I've done that I've never I think I've I think it's both and it was before bedtime I was already in the bed getting ready for bed the tears came over me I started crying but it was like in the crying that I became more tired, like it exhausted me. And then eventually, like I fell asleep. Um, but I cried all the way up until my eyes were just like, all right, we tapping out. I don't know. I guess the only thing I would say, I wish that we would normalize men and women crying in front of each other uh, without it being so awkward. I wish we would cry. I wish we would normalize everybody crying in front of each other without it being so awkward. Well, everybody definitely. But I I think, I don't know. I've heard it so many times when people like, uh, you know, uh, and they, they claim, and I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, women that haven't done this, like cry to get, you know, to get their way or cry, you know, to, to, um, to manipulate somebody. some yeah and in some form of fashion and i've heard a lot of men say like oh well she starts crying you know like you know they get really uncomfortable like no 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 like you know it's like it's kind of like a they don't know what to do in the moment yeah and for me I, i'm just okay I, I don't i just don't like it i, I feel I, it makes me think Okay, if she's really truly having an emotion an emotional moment in front of you and your first reaction is to retreat and just kind of like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like I that's why I want people to be more comfortable with crying in front of somebody because I don't think that's the natural I don't think that should be the reaction. Well, I think I don't even think you need to hold their hand or soothe them or do anything either. Maybe you just need to be there and don't make it seem like, oh, you're like, I don't know what to do, you know, like to make it even more awkward. Like, do you think I want to be having, you know, maybe I don't want to have this moment in front front of you. But like you said. my body is you know rejecting it's releasing whatever it is I'm feeling at the moment and I shouldn't feel shame for that right I think people shy away from it or start to retreat because they have a hard time dealing with that emotion within themselves and so witnessing someone else have that emotion is challenging like or that level of emotion not even specific emotion but it's challenging I don't know what to do with that when it's me I definitely don't know what to do with that when it's somebody else. And then to some degree, it can be challenging to witness somebody that you love or care about having that level of distress. But even if it's uncomfortable, we are able to kind of sit with it and be with it if we know how to manage emotion, right? Like if you have that level of emotional intelligence, like you're able to like sit with somebody and be in that, even though it's not necessarily comfortable, you know that that person is in distress and they're crying. Like that doesn't feel good, but you're able to be with it. Mm -hmm. If you're retreating, it's probably because you run away from your own emotions. You run away from that level of distress in your own body. And so, yeah, I think we should definitely. Good for nobody. Right. Right. Not at all. (laughs) But I think I even think that way sometimes about female relationships, especially with black women. Like we are so busy being strong all the time. And I hear from, you know, my black female clients all the time that like they don't feel like they can cry or they feel weak for crying or it's uncomfortable to cry in front of even their girlfriends. Like, I think we just have such a stigma around it and it should be something that should feel way more normal because it is. It is a natural normal reaction. And if we did it a hell of a lot more often and a hell of a lot more publicly, it wouldn't be so challenging every time we cry. 
Mm-hmm. It, it might not even be so exhausting I know. every time you cry because exactly. you would do it all the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I, but I feel like I, I'm a, I, I, I'm a queen of saving it up. I, I'm the queen of saving it up. I, I won't say, like I said, I do, you know, in my private time, certain, like I said, it, it has to be something that happened. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes it is just about, you know, the grind and the thoughts and just, you know, wanting what you want and, you know, um, putting a lot of pressure on yourself uh, to rise to the occasion, you know, to mm-hmm. pre- to push through and to not make an excuse and to, you know, realize that we are here for a long time. I mean, a good time, a short time, but but a good time. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's a short time, but it's a good, it's a short time, but it's a long time to us. It's so what the, do we the want? longest time we have. Exactly. So what are you going to do with said time? And right. so I think that for me makes me really emotional. And that's why it brings it up a lot, you know? Right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Get your, get your tissues out. Do what you got to do. I mean, Go it's not that. a good cry. Yeah. And I, I I definitely cried a lot more during the pandemic than I cried in a really long time just oh, because of loneliness, the uncertainty of what was going on and, you know, health, you know, health reasons, seeing people, you know, all these people and dying and, you know, regardless of what people say. And I know they always say, oh, the numbers, well, it wasn't that many people. I'm like, well... <laughs> Regardless if it wasn't that many people, it was still people. Too many people, right? It was still too many people. And it was and it was definitely pumped to us every single day. Right. You we know, it was a, the big it was the biggest news of news, you know. It was the so, biggest news of every day. Exactly. So for the last several years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, everything else is going on. So right. you know. Uh, that was the most, I would say that, you know, in the pandemic of just reflection of my life, you know, what's next, you know, the, you know, uncertainty, my family, all these things or whatever, all these things were compounding. And I just feel like, yeah, it was just a a combustion, you know, combustion ready to happen. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. So, you know, but it's all good. I want to know what's going on in the cosmos that we were both crying in the shower this morning. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> what are the planets and stars doing that we were both in the shower? Crying I don't Cause know. Because we did not talk about that before we decided on this topic. No, we did not. So that's funny. No. But y'all go have yourself a good cry. Set yourself up with some love and care. Do it in the shower. Do it in the bathtub. Do it wrapped up in a nice cozy blanket with some music playing, however you choose to. But allow yourself to cry, please. Allow yourself to release. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. It's good for your spirit. All the things. It's not a waste of time. It is useful. It's what you need. Release that heaviness off of your body. Oh, yeah. Hit them with the heavies, as uh, Schultz would say. With the not the heavies, the hezies, the heavies, all of it. Cry it out. All right, y'all. This next segment is called Roses. Marlena, who are you giving your roses to this week? Well, July is National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, I wanted to give it to Oprah. And I know that might be a a strange choice. Um, Maybe not to others, because I know there are some diehards out there. I am not. I will not say that I am some huge, huge, huge Oprah fan. But what I can appreciate is uh, the journey that her life has taken to watch her come from where she's come from, mm-hmm. uh, from abuse, uh, you know, a lot of just, you know, backwards ass shit that shouldn't happen to young girls. Right. And the relationship she had with her 
you know, her mother and her father and, you know, well, just her life and how it could have turned out really differently. And she persevered. And I wanted to give my rose to her really for this month, because I felt like she really tapped into uh, this journey of mindfulness and Mm. she wanted to figure out, you know, life's questions. And she kind of, well, you know, she made it the brand of Oprah. So, you know, that's just how it is. It's still to me because she is black and, uh, you know, that wasn't a big thing in our community, you know, to see her, to have something like, you know, uh, Oprah's soul sessions and, you know, talking to all these different therapists and, you know, healers and, you know, regardless of her, you know, the career of her being, you know, a journalist and, and in, an interviewer, an excellent interviewer with, you know, pop culture and, and world leaders and all that, for her to sit down with these, you know, uh, people that are a part of the mental health field and really like put that on front street and let right. us know, you know, this is the path of being enlightened. Uh, yeah, I salute her a thousand percent. So, you know, shout out to the own network and Oprah and, you know, keep doing, I just want to see her, you know, to whatever she's doing. I hope that it's something positive like that. Yeah. Uh, because we need more of that. There's too much, there's so much other shit that like we need more of that. And so I will never, ever say anything about, um, the over, you know, when they say, oh, it's oversaturated. No, we need way more, you know? So if she's the one, oh yeah. So if she's the one to like start it off or whatever, you know, to get people to see, you know, that there's a better way, you know, about going about things, because really it's all about community. It's all about us coming together as a people and putting our arm, our arms down and making it fair for everybody. And, um, you know, it's hard to say that when you're talking about a billionaire, but at least with mm-hmm. that money, she has put some of it into awareness. So shout out to her. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about Oprah as being one of the the people who maybe um, was a leader in bringing awareness to that kind of stuff, especially for the Black community. But I'm sure Oprah opened doors for a lot of people to start having those conversations in their homes in a way that we weren't before and you know regardless of how we feel about Oprah and things that she's done over the course of her time as a celebrity we can acknowledge that she has had some contributions in that way so thank you for that perspective I like that yeah shout out to her so who are you giving your rose to this week So I wanted to offer my rose to the Bruce family of Bruce's Beach. Um, For those who don't know the story, Bruce's Beach was a area of Los Angeles County that was owned by a Black family, the Bruce family, that was consistent. They consistently tried to like white folks, when I say they, I mean, white folks consistently tried to take the land for different reasons. Um, And eventually the government basically took the land from them. And in the past month or so, in the past couple of weeks, um, they have created some contract to offer the land back to the Bruce family, to direct descendants of the Bruce family. And we can have all of the emotions in the world about whether that contract should be in place or not. Uh, Basically, it's like the Bruce family has the the land, but the city or the state or the county or whatever, the county I think it is, is renting the land from them now, but for much lower than the land is worth. It's a whole thing. We can have all the feelings in the world for all of that. We can, you know, some bullshit, right? It's not necessarily the best um, agreement. I would 
I would say, and I don't know all the details, right? I just know the information that is being shared in the news and on social platforms. Uh, but I want to give my flowers to that family because they have been in this battle for a really long time. They put up the plaque that about the Bruce family years ago, and it's been on that land for quite some time. I remember like people talking about it. That story has been kind of flooding around for a while. Like they've been talking about how this land was taken from that family a long time ago and how that was a hallmark of like, you know, that area becoming a, you know, a whitewashed area, which is right off of the, the beach. It was land that Black folks owned. Um, there were communities there of Black folks. There was like a hotel type, resort type situation there where Black folks can go and vacation. Um, it was so definitely like that because my family, uh, my grandfather's side came to California and they, when they first came here, they were in Santa Monica. So like yeah. Manhattan Beach, all those pockets right there, that was all black and they all got pushed out. Yes. Yes. So I want to just give my rose to that family because I want to acknowledge that they are being acknowledged. We can have all the, the qualms in the world about how that's being done and if it's being done fairly. Truth be told, they should just be given that land. They should be paid back some kind of reparations for the amount of time that that land has been away from them. But Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they have been in this fight for quite some time. I'm sure it has been a hell of a journey. It has been full of a lot of shit. I'm sure they've gotten a lot of backlash. Um, from what I've heard, there were people in that community that wrote letters saying that the land shouldn't be given to this family for whatever reasons they could name that are probably some BS. Uh, so I, I want to offer them flowers. I just want to honor them. I want to honor the, the actual couple that own the land that, that, you know, their descendants are now getting it, but there are several generations removed from the actual couple that own that land and just honor them because we know how often this has happened and continues to happen to black folks and i just want to you know recognize that this is something <laughs> they're getting something we are being recognized for the some of the atrocities that have happened to us over the course of decades in this country. Um, and so I hope that they, one, I, I'm sure that they are grateful for, for things going in this way. I hope that they get what they need. I hope that this brings some peace to their family and to their ancestors, that they at least get this. And I hope that this continues to bring some peace to their family and hopefully bring some wealth over to them too, because obviously they was out here doing the damn thing. And who knows how that has that has impacted them financially since that land was stolen to them, so from them. So I hope that this also starts to bring in some wealth to that family and that they feel you know, like they can move forward a little bit because shit. Yeah, I would, um, <laughs> I'd be yelling from the time I went, I woke up to the time I went to bed, talk about cut the check. Right. Where the check at? Where right. the money at? Right. I don't know what this contract is looking like, the full details of it, but I know that the county is not completely releasing the land. They are renting it from the family, which to some degree might be nice because the family gets to get some money out of it. But I hope that they negotiate whatever other stipulations within that. I hope that they get to keep this land and utilize it as they see fit. But if nothing else, it's just nice that they get to be recognized, that the atrocities that were done to people and their family get to be acknowledged. Um, and that we get to hear the story, because I think also a lot of times this stuff happens and it happens under wraps so that we don't get to hear or learn about, you know, the 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 bullshit. <laughs> so if y'all haven't heard about that story and about that family, please go check it out. Read up on it. It's all over the Internet right now because the ceremony that they had was recently. So. Go check it out. Shout out to them. I hope this really brings them and their ancestors some peace and brings some wealth to the future generations and their family. Yeah, shout out to them, man. That's dope. You mm -hmm. know, maybe Bruce Bruce would come to Bruce Beach and oh gosh, throw a barbecue 
and it'll be one group, big old black time. <laughs> and some lady, hopefully with some sunglasses, ain't standing off to the side trying to call the cops saying they can't have no party. Like, <laughs> but I can. <laughs> right. And I will. <laughs> right. Say something. <laughs> can you imagine what if this had happened like right around Juneteenth, what Juneteenth would be looking like? <laughs> At Bruce's Beach. Girl. Labor Day might be popping off this year. Lit. (laughs) Super lit. We'd be in there celebrating just because. Yep. The Black Beach, we all going. We all all love a good party. Well, there's not enough room for all. Right, right. (laughs) But all the Black folks will be there. Oh, Lord. Causing traffic. (laughs) Coming up in their nice cars. Just flashy for no reason. Oh, All the white people be like, what is going on? Listen. Manhattan Beach has changed. It's popping though. <laughs> it's popping though. Goodness. It would be amazing. Y'all go celebrate that family. Honor them. They deserve it. Yep, they sure do. Well, that's another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. And check out our TikTok at Excess Baggage Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. For sure.